the Gentech podcast discussing business, investing, and marketing. Welcome back to the Gentech Podcast, bringing you valuable and inspirational discussion with top business owners. Today we have on Andy Simmons. She's a Tampa Bay realtor, so I'm super excited to talk to her today about the current market and her advice to business owners and also homeowners. So Andy, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Of course. So first, I kind of want to just get into your background, get to know you. So have you always been in Tampa Bay? No, actually, I am not originally from here. I moved to Tampa in 2001 and fell in love ever since. I love being here. Of course. And um, how long have you been a real estate agent? I got my license in 2005, so it's coming up 17 years in December. um, And I love it. I couldn't see doing anything else. uh, A lot of people think that getting into real estate is about homes, but it really is not. It's about people. And what made you really want to become a real estate agent? Okay, so um, I used to work for a law firm and um, they were wonderful people, but I quickly realized after several years of working there, the nine to five is just not for me. Um, I like um, being out and about and excitement. Um, I like people. So I used to have an admin type of job um, and that was great. I learned a lot. But um, definitely sales is, is my environment and what I love the most because I'm outgoing, I have that personality, but mostly because I love helping people. And I know you went to college, you got your uh, bachelor's in business administration and associate in marketing. So how do you really use those, those degrees in real estate? So uh, the business degree, I want to say everything that we do um, in our world um, that we transact is a business. And, um, you know, when it comes to um, real estate, uh, it is a very important business and a very serious business because you are dealing with contracts all the time. Um, But, you know, not necessarily what you learn in school is what you apply, um, although it presents a base layer. Um, on your world, uh, it is important to know how to do or conduct yourself in the business world. So you, you learn a lot in college, but I want to say that anytime that, you know, uh, anyone goes to college, unless they're going for law or medicine, you know, that's just your base layer. When you get out is when you're really going to learn what to do with that degree, mm-hmm. because depending on what, you know, route you go, that's what you have to learn specifics for. Um, as far as my marketing degree, I feel like we market ourselves all the time, um, whether it is um, walking around the streets with your smile, you're marketing yourself, or talking to neighbors, networking, you know, print, or now the world of digital advertising, which we had to learn, because when I went to college, it was quite a bit of ago, we didn't have digital marketing, uh, or it wasn't as famous, put it that way. So we've had to evolve and learn uh, new ways of marketing. and. You know, I would say trying it all is is the best way to figure it out what works for you. Definitely, and I feel like you have such um, a great background with business, marketing, and law, and that all definitely really helps you when it comes to real estate. So it's great that you were able to use all of that in your career now. Yes, I feel like definitely, and this goes for everybody, the past prepares you for your future. And that goes with anything. You know, I used to work at a restaurant before I went to college or while I was in college. And that helps me 
um, or help me learn how to treat people, how to deal with people, how to be better with de dealing with different personalities. And yeah, I think everybody should be in the real uh, uh, in the uh, restaurant business at one point of their life because they really teach them people skills. But um, I was fortunate enough to go through all of that to get to where I am today. And that it's all come together, I would say. I completely agree. I think almost in any job position, you're dealing with people. And I was also in the restaurant business. Yeah. It really does prepare you does. dealing with all different types of people. Yeah. And you know, you- It's just your patience, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, and patience is super important. So you've been, you know, in the real estate industry since 2005. Mm -hmm. This yeah. is kind of a, broad and crazy question. I'm sure it's changed a lot, but what are like the biggest changes that you've seen in the industry since then? Yeah, that's a great question. Thank you for asking that. Um, I started 2005 and we had a boom, you know, of the 2006 and seven, and then a big drop in the market. Um, basically the whole entire real estate market came to a halt. Um, and there was a, a big, a, a big uh, adjustment for a lot of people. Fortunately for me, I was uh, working for a builder back then. I used to work for Lennar Homes and they adjusted prices and kept on selling. So I didn't get affected by it. I do know a lot of realtors that, you know, didn't continue to do business uh, during that time. But um, at the end of the day, you know, where there is a boom or a downturn, people move. People have to move for many different reasons. So there's always a need. And my job is not to sell anybody. My job is to help people with their needs. Um, when they need me, I'm here. So basically people move for, you know, work reasons for, you know, family reasons, upsizing, downsizing, they have more kids, whatnot. They move because they get divorces, because they get, you know, death in the family. There's so many reasons why people move and life keeps happening and real estate is always going to be here. So when people get worried and what's happening in today's market, the rates have been going up and everybody's like a little bit afraid. Um, they shouldn't be because you got to live somewhere, right? At the end of the day, you either rent or you own. And in the United States, I don't know about the rest of the world, it's always best to own because over time, if you look at big chunks of, you know, time, five years, 10 years, 20 years, you're going to build wealth when you invest in real estate. But if you only rent at the end of 20 years, you still have nothing. So that's the way I look at it. And that's the way that, you know, I believe people should look at it. I was, I was going to ask that because, you know, I'm renting right now and I think a lot of people just see renting as, you know, more affordable or, or cheaper than buying a home. But, you know, what advice do you have to someone who's kind of stuck in between, you know, they're spending all their money on rent and they're not sure if they can own a home right now? So there are always um, good ways and good help for first time buyers. and. Um, in the United States here, we have uh, FHA loans, which are amazing. You only have to have 3.5% down, um, so you can borrow 96.5%. And those are going to give you very low uh, interest rates because they're government-funded uh, loans, if you will, same with VAs. Um, if you can't save a little bit of money and buy a home, that is your best you know, scenario. I don't care what the market is, as long as you're thinking long-term. That's the key. A lot of people through the boom of real estate, whether it was the 2005 and six or, you know, 2019 and, you know, now to 2021. And now we're in the cycle of reversal, um, made a lot of money speculating and made a lot of money because it was an investment, but, uh, real estate 
more than investment it should be your secure your security where you don't you're not gonna get kicked out you know because somebody's you know owning and they've decided to sell where you don't have you have more stability you don't have to you know move around so much but mostly you could do whatever you want in your house you can paint the walls yellow if you want i don't care mm -hmm. whatever um but build over time you think of long term five years if you're you know, staying in Tampa Bay, pick a good area. And, you know, if you get into hard times during that time, you can always rent a room, especially if you're single, you know, don't have any uh, children or responsibilities like that. But um, it gives you more flexibility, definitely when you own. So the best thing that you could do, do whatever possible to save that initial amount of capital, which is the hardest part. And then you can um, invest in, in, and buy your first home. So even with interest rates, you know, soaring, would you still recommend people to buy instead of rent a home? Yes, because rents have been skyrocketing and it's not cheaper to rent than it is to buy. Um, people think it is, but when you look at the numbers, um, they're almost the same. And um, you might not live in the middle of downtown or in, you know, High Park or in a, you know, super fancy, you might need to go to the suburbs but you probably are gonna pay the same when you own than, than uh, when you rent. Now, um, we don't know what the rates are gonna do. They are high now, and that brings up a very good point. A lot of people are thinking, oh, they're gonna come back down. We don't know. Mm -hmm. Nobody has a crystal ball. We don't know if the market's gonna adjust, if it's gonna go down. We don't know if you know rates are gonna go down. We, we don't know any of it. So instead of just waiting, Think about what works for you and what you can afford because waiting is never good for anybody you can't wait to start your life you can't wait to eat healthy you can't wait to start exercising you start today you start now and that's same same with real estate the good news right now is that the inventory is increasing and because the inventory is increasing you have more options and you're able to ask um, concessions from the sellers you can tell them to pay your closing costs you can tell them to buy the write down for you you can tell them to um, you know take a lower or offer a lower amount for the price of the home. You have more options now versus six months ago where people were bidding against each other just to get a home and they were overpaying. You don't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah, a few months ago, you know, homes were selling the day they were put on the market. Correct, and they would have 10 offers. They would have 20, I don't care, however many offers you would have to compete with other people and overpay in some cases. You don't have that anymore. So you've really seen that change? Like at open houses, we used to see, you know, lines outside the door. How have you seen like open house attendance? So I had an open house on Saturday, this past Saturday, and we had six families. Now this is a home that's in the million dollar range. So normally don't have as many people uh, that can afford that, but it's still good traffic. So as long as the home is priced correctly, I think that um, the traffic is still gonna be there. There's still people looking now we're not, Gonna have the speculators the people that are you know buying to sell six months down the road which is good it's good it's a healthier market it's a better market and i feel that it's um even if we adjust down um 10 percent, 15 percent of the 30 40 percent that we gain is still healthy because the past two years have been crazy to be quite honest i mean i don't know how anybody could have kept, kept up with this this is insane definitely so when you hear people say um i'm gonna wait until the interest rates come down they might be waited out forever they might die and then the interest rates might never come down we don't know mm -hmm. we don't know uh the federal reserve have been very clear with their um 
forward guidance and saying we are going to be tighter for longer. That means that they're going to hold this for a lot longer. Now they can change their mind. I don't know what's going to happen. Nobody knows. But a 6% interest rate, 6.5% interest rate is more of a standard. We had, you know, two and threes and four so low for so long. It's, it's not sustainable. And that's the problem. So this might be the new norm. This might be what we're dealing with for the rest of the next, I don't know, 10 years, 20 years. I don't know. We don't know. That's a great point. And with this market right now, would you call it a buyer's or a seller's market? It's going to be a buyer's market now. It was a seller's market all up until summer, I want to say. And then it's, it's been changing uh, slowly. And the more inventory increases, the more it will become a buyer's market. The more of um, they have room for negotiation, the more they have a leg to stand on, the more they can say, okay, I'll buy your house, but I'll buy it at this price or I'll buy it with these concessions or with, you know, whatever their incentives. So with Florida, you know, there's so many people coming from the Northeast and coming from everywhere, moving into Florida and especially Tampa Bay. So how have you seen that really affect the market? So it's been so great for Tampa. I moved here in 2001. Um, so 21 years, I've seen it grow so much. And I moved from Fort Lauderdale in Miami area. And uh, Miami has always been a crazy, booming economy uh, market. It's a melting pot for, you know, all of South America, if you will. Uh, but when I moved to Tampa, it was uh, smaller than it is. It's still a metropolis. It's still, you know, a port. It still has a sports team. But it seems like in the last 20 years, it's just gotten steroids. Like, it's just uh, so exciting to watch. Uh, we've had so much growth, so much population increase, so many people moving from up north, from out west. Um, I think that the entire state of Florida is going to continue to see increase in population. Number one, because we don't have that state tax. So that is huge. Uh, and number two, because the cost of living is less uh, compared to some places up north and at west. Um, so a lot of people have come uh, not just to retire, but to change their lifestyle altogether. And the fact that we are um, on the water, we're Bay, we're not, you know, Orlando, that's all just touristy. No, no offense, Orlando. Um, Tampa has so much to offer, you know? The boating life is amazing. Uh, the sports teams are amazing. Like, now we're like, you know, kicking butt. Um, so it's, it's fun, it's fun. It's, it's, it's a good place for families to raise children. It's safe, um, you know, within, you know, reason of any big city. Um, and it's centrally located. You can get to anywhere. We have tons of international flights. Uh, everywhere, but we also can get to anywhere. You know, we're not completely south, but we can be there in a few hours. We're not, you know, all the way north, but we can be there in a few hours. So it's geographically, I think, the best spot in Florida. I mean, but I'm biased, I live here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I completely agree. And, you know, I just keep seeing more and more people come in. And do you think that Tampa can, can handle the increase of people with new construction and new apartments going in every day? How do you think things will really develop? Yeah, I think that the developers are seeing the um, boom, the, the, the numbers, the inflow, uh, because they have been, you're right, a lot of apartments um, just popping up everywhere. And there are thousands of homes. I mean, they're building, they're preparing. I think that um, maybe we're a little bit behind with our infrastructure as far as increasing roads, but that comes eventually. I know that there's 
always improvements and always, you know, some highways being worked on and, you know, they're making it bigger. Um, although that's a, this is a bigger project, but um, I think we can handle it. I think that uh, we're going to continue to grow. I mean, I'm not expert on, uh, you know, future growth, but for what I've seen so far, I don't see this stopping anytime soon. And I've also been seeing, you know, a lot of young people around my age are, are becoming real estate agents and, you know, going through all four years of college like you did and wanting to really pursue real estate. Do you think right now is a good time for these, you know, young people to become real estate agents? Great question. Um, real estate, it is not the easiest, um, but it's a very fulfilling career and I couldn't see myself doing anything else. And the longer that I do it, the better and the easier it becomes. And I feel that that might be true for anything. Um, once you've done something for a while, you tend to become more of an expert and um, things might come easier to you naturally. Now, I don't think that it's going to be the easiest market to get into right now. Um, maybe in the next year or two, it's going to be um, more challenging because the uh, it's the amount of sales are going to reduce. It's no doubt about that. We already see it. Um, we're going to continue to sell. Like I said, people move no matter what. Um, people from different places move no matter what. Um, but it's not going to be the frenzy and the craziness that anybody could just, you know, be a realtor these days. It's not going to be like that. So as long as you have patience, as long as you are doing or willing to do this long term and uh, do a full time, um, you can do really good. The problem with majority of realtors is that they think that it's just easy money and they don't want to work. They do it uh, part time and it's not, it's not. You got to work hard. You got to do good service for people to come back to you. And I still have clients that call me from 15 years ago and sometimes I might not remember their first name right away, but I remember exactly who they are and I remember their story and I remember everything. And people always remember how you made them feel. So. When you provide good service, um, the longer you're in this business, it will pay back. It's like karma. Going back to networking, I completely agree. I think that's super important. My mother is also a real estate agent and, you know, referrals are huge yes. because someone trusting you, you know, with the sale of their home, it's one of the biggest sales or purchases that a person experiences. So yes. having that referral is super important. And what is that automatic build trust? Yes. And what type of networking do you do? So before I answer that question, I, I wanted to uh, touch on, on a point that you that you said. Helping somebody buy or sell a home is not only the biggest transaction for some people, but it's also a very stressful time. Moving can be very stressful. And um, what I do best is exactly help people through that process and take the stress away from them by hand-holding them through the process. So. You know, when somebody hires a realtor, they expect, you know, to have a smoother transaction, good communication, you know, paperwork done correctly, um, deal with negotiations ahead of inspection, kind of knowing what could come up and how to deal with it and solve, you know, problem solving. You know, solving problems is exactly what I do. That's all I do all day, put out fires, but sometimes you solve problems before they become a problem. And this is why the longer you're in it, the better you become because you learn how to deal with situations and how to find 
you know, the proper help, you know, and have the proper contacts to help your clients out with whatever their needs are. So um, to answer your question on the networking side, um, I believe in being involved in your community. So I live in a small 300 home community on the water. Everybody's a boaters, a boater in my community. It's a gated community. And I know a lot of people there. So my main source of business come from my community, my friends, my family. Um, I do attend a lot of networking meetings at different uh, places. Like I am part of uh, the Tampa Club. I am part of, you know, different places that I, that I go to uh, network. But whatever it is that you like, you know, think about yourself. You don't want to put yourself in situations where you're not comfortable. Although at the beginning, everything might be comfortable if you've never been on, you know, you know, parties or, or, or things often enough. But at the end of the day, think about yourself. What is your personality type and what do you like to do? Some people like to golf well, networking when you're golfing. Some people like to, um, I don't know, uh, name anything, whatever your hobby is, <laughs> you know, people have different hobbies, but whatever it is, some people like to party. Some people like whatever your, 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 your likes are go towards that because you want to, you want to start with the ease, you know, for me, because I love people, because I like people, because I like, you know, hanging out and parties and boating and all of that. I attend all my community events. I, um, I'm part of the adult social committee. I help out with the, you know, decorations when it comes to Christmas sometimes, or, you know, any events that happen in the community, I am involved. So I'm part of, so everybody knows when, uh, when it comes to my community, everybody knows me and they say, Oh, you got to call Andy, you're moving or you're selling or you got to call Andy because Andy lives here. She knows the community the best and you know, she's a local expert. So that's how it all happened naturally and organically. Definitely, you want to be at the top of mind for everyone in your circle. Correct. So when they want to sell or buy a home, you're the first person they think of. Correct. But whatever it is that you like to do, let's say you like to do yoga, I don't know, three times a week. You know, that's a group that you can build relationships with because you see them three times a week. And that's the, the business that we're in, in the build, business of relationships. And that's what people don't get. You're not gonna remember somebody that you met one time and you went to a networking event one time. No, that's not how it works. You refer people that you know and that you know that they're gonna do a good job for the friend that you're referring or the family member or whomever that you're referring. That's such a great point. It's way easier for someone to remember you when you have those constant touch points and interactions. Correct. And I wanna ask, what does success really mean to you as a real estate agent? So, um, you know, success means a lot to different people. Um, a lot of people in uh, today's world think that success is about having money. It really is not. You know, a successful person is somebody that's pretty much working and meeting their goals, um, whatever they are. You know, if you want to, I don't know, exercise five days a week and you do that five days a week, you're successful. If you want to run a marathon and you know, you do it, then you're successful. If you want to cook dinner for your family and be a stay at home mom and you do a great job as a mom, you're a successful mom. So whatever your definition of success is a personal thing. Um, I think that for me, it means being balanced, um, balance in every area of my life. Uh, that means spiritually, that means physically, that means in my family, um, you know, life, 
Um, I have two daughters that are best thing that ever happened to me that I've ever done in my life. And, uh, you know, I love them to death and it's not re easy racing kids in today's world, but to me being a good mom is important and I'm not their best mom, but I try my hardest, you know, to be a good mom. Um, and to have, you know, good friends and good family. And yes, uh, you know, making money makes life a lot easier. I do make a lot of money, but you know, it's not the main thing. Um, making money is great if that's your goal. Uh, for me, it just helps me, you know, live the lifestyle that I want. I want to live in the water. I want to go boating. I want to travel. I want to, you know, fly, I fly planes. I want to, you know, do the hobbies that I want and that helps, but don't make that as the only thing that determines success because it's not. Definitely. And Andy, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I just want to ask you one last question. So what is one thing that you hope our listeners take away from this podcast? So the main thing that I want to leave everybody with is that be patient with yourself. You're going to get to where you want to go, but enjoy the journey. Life is not about rushing to get to the finish line. It's, it's running uh, every day. You know, we, I feel like we have this beautiful world and life that we can make the best of every day. You know, be healthy, take care of yourself, take care of your family and, uh, you know, be the best you and don't compare yourself with anybody else. It, you're you, you're unique. Everybody in this world is unique. You have your unique gifts, your unique personality, and you should only try to be better than what you were yesterday. That's it. Well, thank you guys again for listening. And again, this is Andy Simmons. So where can our listeners find you online? Um, the usual social media, um, Instagram is uh, Tampa Bay with Andy. Um, Facebook is um, Realtor Andreina, Andy Simmons. And on uh, Twitter, um, Andy Simmons RE. Um, and I'm in YouTube, uh, although I've been slacking with making my videos, Andy Simmons, or if you Google it, you'll you know find the YouTube channel. Um, but um, I'm here to help if you ever need any help, even if it's a question, I love helping um, people and it doesn't have to be about real estate, you know, just about anything, I'm here. And my name is Naja Sasa, and you can find us at, at Gentech Marketing on all social media platforms. So thank you guys again for listening, and we'll see you next week.